0: Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy. And in today's video, we're going to be going over my week number seven quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. But before we can go in depth through every single game from Thursday night all the way until Monday night football with the quarterback position, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, then please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below. And while you're down there, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure you leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter, please do so at NotoriousFNTSY. So without further ado, let's get into my week number seven, quarterback start or sit decisions for the 2023 fantasy football season. We begin with Thursday Night Football, the Jacksonville Jaguars at the New Orleans Saints. Now, Trevor Lawrence is currently limited with a knee injury. He was limited in practice on Tuesday and was rocking a left knee brace. He told reporters that he is optimistic that he will play on Thursday. Playing banged up like this is 100% going to limit Lawrence's upside. We saw it with Joe Burrow when he was banged up. He was not able to maneuver correctly in the pocket. Obviously, Trevor Lawrence isn't a guy that's going to go out there and put the defense in a fucking spin cycle, running the ball like Jalen Hurts, Kyler Murray, Lamar Jackson, one of those guys. But at the end of the day, being able to maneuver in the pocket is very important for a quarterback, especially with a guy who is as talented as doing so as Trevor Lawrence. We saw it with Joe Burrow. While normally he's able to maneuver out of the way from some of the pressure, this man was getting put in a body bag behind the offense line. So when push comes to shove, I feel like this is a fine spot for Trevor Lawrence against the Saints. But if you're someone who, for instance, drafted Trevor Lawrence, and you might have a second quarterback on your team like Jared Goff or you might have Brock Purdy then I would definitely lean with the other quarterback option this week knowing that Trevor Lawrence is playing banged up and it is also important for you guys to have a backup option because it is far from a 100% chance that Trevor Lawrence plays on Thursday Night Football Derek Carr has had back-to-back top 15 games but I will continue to say that Carr does not pass the eye test at all, last week he threw the rock 50 fucking times for 353 yards and only one touchdown with an interception. How do you throw the ball 50 times and get one touchdown? I could see this being a decent game for him up against a middle of the road Jacksonville defense, right? But this man has thrown a grand total—drum roll, please—of. Five touchdowns this season in six games. I don't think anyone should be trusting Derek Carr at this point in the season. I prefer Trevor Lawrence on one fucking leg over Derek Carr. Next up, we move to the Las Vegas Raiders on Sunday at the Chicago Bears. This is the first time in forever, like Elsa and Frozen, that we don't have a game in London. So you don't have to wake up at the ass crack of dawn if you live on the West Coast. This is a game that is down astronomical at the quarterback position. The Bears, a little bit more simple to break down, right? Justin Fields, probably most likely not playing, might miss multiple games. They are going to go with rookie Tyson Bagnett. He didn't look terrible against the Vikings. I'll give him some credit at that. But I don't really think he's going to look great this week. Hopefully... For fantasy football purposes, he just feeds the rock to Komet and Moore, and both of those guys end up having decent days, right? Without Fields, that's what you're hoping for, right? A decent day out of Comet, a decent day out of DJ Moore, so they don't sink your metaphorical battleship. And let's hope Tyson Bagnet can do that. He didn't look terrible against the Vikings. I will give him some credit for that, but obviously it hurts the upside of Komet more, and there's just no fucking way you are going to roll out Tyson Bagent this week. I don't care how bad it is, right? I don't care how many teams are on by. You're not playing that guy. For the Raiders, Jimmy Garoppolo banged up. He ended up having to take an ambulance during the game. Whenever you see that a player has to take an ambulance, that's obviously bad. No shit, right? Josh McDaniels says that below dodged a big bullet with the back injury, but personally, I would be shocked if he played. So this leaves either Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell. Aiden O'Connell wasn't active last week, but I think if he was active, he would have went into the game instead of Brian Hoyer. O'Connell looked decent in his only start this season up against the Chargers. If he plays... Even with this wet dream matchup against the Bears, I don't really think you should be starting Aiden O'Connell. And then if it's Brian Hoyer, that is just the worst case scenario for the Raiders. I don't think Brian Hoyer is terrible, but let's be honest with you. That just is not very helpful for Adams or Jacoby Myers. Next up, we move to the Cleveland Browns at the Indianapolis Colts. The Cleveland Browns coming off what feels like the upset of the century against the 49ers. No one, I mean no one, picked P.J. Walker to defeat... The 49ers, I thought this was going to be a reckoning of the Cleveland Browns. I get going into the game, the Browns have a great defense. I'm 100% willing to give the gawk gawk 9,000 to that defense, right? They're amazing. I'll give them all the credit in the fucking world. But did I think they were going to lock Brock Purdy and that offense up? Now I get Nick Christian McCaffrey and Debo got hurt. But when push came to shove, man, even when Debo McCaffrey were in, the offense just looked limp dick. The Colts now have to face that defense. Gardner was sh- was throwing dimes last week to the defense of the Jacksonville Jaguars with not one, not two, but three interceptions in that game to just one touchdown. He had the yards with 300 plus, but it really doesn't fucking matter when you throw three interceptions. Now he's going to go toe-to-toe with a fantastic Browns defense. You clearly need to sit the Minshew mustache man, Gardiner Minshew. Deshaun Watson is listed as day-to-day with a shoulder injury, according to Kevin Stefanski, who also said that he is making progress. This feels like a scenario Where you need to pray, you have to follow the practice logs every single day, right? See what they say today on Wednesday, then Thursday, then Friday, right? This doesn't seem like a scenario where you should just lock button Deshaun Watson in on Wednesday, and then you could end up showing up on Sunday, and it's PJ Walker time yet again. Watson has been hit or miss weekly in the three games that he has played, but with the squad that he has around him. Even without Nick Chubb, they still have Amari Cooper, Elijah Moore, Kareem Hunt. They have Jerome Ford, right? They have a pretty decent offense around them, an all right offensive line. Against the mid-Colts defense, I think Watson should do just fine. Again, assuming that he's able to start. But some of that upside is going to be limited because that shoulder injury appears to be a little bit more serious than we initially thought. Next up, we got the Buffalo Bills at the New England Patriots. Now, I've been saying this all week in the running back, receiver, start, sit video. If you haven't watched those, make sure you guys check that out. If you are new to the channel, hit that subscribe button. Hit that like button down below. But this really does feel like a game where... The Bills, you know, they were they were down bad last week against the Giants. I get they won, but barely, right? They they barely won. The Giants' ineptitude is what ultimately shot them in the foot, Megan the Stallion style. So Josh Allen, down game last week, quarterback 13 against the G-Men. Like I have been saying all week, I really think this is going to be a scorched earth game for the Buffalo Bills. And Josh Allen. It feels like they are going to let out all that pent up rage on the defense of the New England Patriots. It feels like they're going to pour it on, like Josh Allen might fuck around and throw four touchdowns against the Giants. I get the Giants' defense or not up against the Giants, up against the Patriots. This is not the Patriots' defense that we thought we were going to have entering into the season. They're severely banged up again. They almost lost to the Giants. The Giants don't have a great defense. Neither do the Patriots. It seemed like maybe it was a look-ahead game or something, or they just got caught sleeping behind the wheel. I don't know what it was, but they didn't look great. But I would be shocked. Even in a division rivalry game, the Patriots will have zero answer for Josh Allen. Mac Jones is obviously a sit. Mac Jones is only start worthy if he's playing up against an XFL defense. This man reeks to high heaven. It feels like eventually it's going to be Bailey Zapaneta time or Malik Cunningham will be coming into the game at some point this season. I mean, Mac Jones... He just fucking sucks. Like, there really isn't much to say about him. Next up, we got the left hands up. Who are we? The Commanders at the New York Football Giants. So Sam Howell is going to be a start. This man has been a top 14 quarterback in every single week outside of that game against the Bills. That was a straight-up disaster class from that Eric Bieniemy offense, right? Sam Howell sucked donkey cock, right? He looked like he was lost. The man needed a map, and... He has been a top seven quarterback in back-to-back weeks. This matchup against the Giants is great for Howell, and I expect the to dial up a very good game plan here. I think this is going to be a top five upside game for Sam Howell. I get the Giants defense was able to suffocate a lot of what the Bills were looking to do on Sunday night, but again, it feels like the Bills were just caught with their pants down. They still snailed their way, backhanded their way into a win. So I think the Giants, they played their basically best-case scenario game against the Bills, and they are going to get smacked around by the Commanders. Now, before I go fucking crazy and give, like, the gawk-gawk 9,000 to Sam Howell and say he's guaranteed to be top five this week, we have to understand that this is a division rivalry game, and in some cases... That could lead to this game being way more low scoring than we would probably project. Terod Taylor, to me, it feels like Daniel Jones will miss again this week with that neck injury. Now, I am as much of a doctor as Johnny Sins, but it has been stated that Jones is still feeling neck pain and is also having discomfort in his left shoulder. Terod looked good against the Bills. But even up against a subpar commander's defense, I just don't feel like he's going to be able to do it again. Daniel Jones, if he does play to me, would still be a sit. Jones has had one fucking good game all season, and that wasn't even a complete game, right? That was just the second half against the Cardinals, right? Even if he plays, I think his neck, his back, his pussy, his crack, his shoulder is going to be compromised enough for you to not even be able to start him in what might be described for most teams as a wet dream matchup against the Commanders. Next up, we got the Atlanta Falcons at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Now, I'm going to give Desmond Ritter his flowers once again. Ritter has been a top six quarterback in back-to-back weeks in decent matchups against the Texans and the Commanders. Though last week... He threw three picks against a not-so-hot Commander's defense. I just don't see him keeping that hot streak up, right? We talk a lot on this channel about when a player is on fire NBA Jam style, you keep throwing him out there, right? Even if you don't trust him. Like, we talk about Curtis Samuel in the receiver video, right? Captain Spock always calls him the Turtis Samuel, right? He's not very good. We all acknowledge that he is going to cool down eventually, right? But Ritter, even despite his greatness over the last two weeks, he threw three picks. He doesn't pass the eye test. And now he's going up against a defense that I think is pretty solid. Now, I know people say, Nick, the the Bucks defense just got spit-roasted by the Detroit Lions. Well, the Detroit Lions have one of the best offenses in the NFL. This isn't the old Detroit Lions of the past. So... Next week against Tennessee, could I consider firing up Desmond Ritter? 100%. The Titans defense is dog shit against the pass. But against the Bucs here, he seems like a clear sit. Baker Mayfield, decent enough matchup for him this week to be solid. Down bad last week against the Lions. But at this point in the season, I will continue to talk about the Lions in a very strong fashion. Not only is the offense good, but the defense continues to make strides every single week. Baker's had multiple top 14 performances this year, and this just feels like a spot to me where Baker hops back on the saddle like his name was John fucking Marston and goes to pound town against that Falcons defense. Next up, we move to game number seven, the Detroit Lions at the Baltimore Ravens. Speaking of Jared Goff, this man was the quarterback for the Goffinata up against a solid Tampa Bay defense and was also the quarterback for the week prior against the Carolina Panthers. We need to, everyone needs to start throwing more respect on the Lions' name. This is not only one of the best teams in the NFC, top three, any order, Eagles, Lions, Niners. Goff could potentially play himself into winning the MVP. Now, do I think that the actual voters will ever really get Goff to be the MVP? Fuck no, baby. But could he finish top three in voting? Honestly, with how hot he has played, I think so. Now, a lot of people will discredit Goff for no reason, right? It was the same shit I heard in the offseason when I talked up Goff. Nick, Goff isn't very good. Sean McVay made him, this, that, and the other thing. I get it. He was solid with McVay. But I'm telling you, man, he feels just, he looks better to me. In Detroit, it really seems like Dan Campbell, Ben Johnson have figured things out. Now, on paper, this matchup is pretty meh. Uh, personally, I don't like the Ravens defense that much, but every metric that I was kind of looking at online, the the stat nerds and virgins, you know, those guys, they they like the Ravens defense. So, you know, I'll give, I'll tip the cap, you know, milady, <laughs> and fucking say that, hey, the Ravens defense might be a little bit better than I give them credit for. But with how good the golfinators has been looking, you know, you you got to start him. Lamar Jackson was the quarterback nine last week in London against the Titans. I honestly assumed he would do better because the Titans defense is pretty dog shit against the pass. But I won't scoff at a top nine quarterback performance, especially in a week where a lot of the offenses in the NFL just, just came out looking bad. They came out flat. This week, he faces a Lions defense that, again, they keep getting better week in and week out and they just completely locked up, don't let me out. The Bucks offense, but Lamar has so much upside. He oozes upside week in and week out because of his legs. And I would definitely fire him up with confidence in this matchup even though again, do I is this like a wet dream matchup for Lamar? No. This is a tough matchup, but I still think he gets it done. He's just that good that he has afforded me to be confident in him even in these tougher matchups. Next up, we move to the Pittsburgh Steelers at the LA Rams. But before we break down this game at the quarterback position, I would like to give you guys a quick word from our friends and our sponsor over at Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy is the best place to play NFL Pick'em in the whole entire universe. And Underdog has a great offer for you guys today. But first, I want to explain how Underdog's Pick'em works. So you're going to need to select At least two players from. different teams. So we're going to start with Thursday night football. Jags at Saints. We're going to go with Travis Etienne higher than 65 and a half rushing yards. Travis Etienne has been on fire. Now there aren't a lot of choices out just yet because I'm recording this on Monday night after the Cowboys Chargers game. There will be more offerings as the week goes on. And we're going to match that with our other pick here of Jared Goff higher than 241 and a half passing yards on Sunday up against the Ravens defense. If both of these hit, it will pay out. three times your entry fee if you do three different picks it's six times your entry fee four picks is 10 times and five picks is 20 times obviously all of your picks need to hit for it to pay out if you are new to underdog fantasy and live in one of these states listed on your screen right now use promo code notorious or click on the link in the video description for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100 if you deposit $100 they give you an additional $100 $50 additional $50 $25 additional $25 the minimum deposit on underdog fantasy is $10 and if you have a gambling problem please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER back on into things Steelers at Rams for the Steelers it's very simple like A-B-C 1-2-3 fucking Jackson 5 number here I will give Pickett some credit right the small hands man before the bye week in week 6 he looked all right against the Ravens Deontay Johnson should be back this week and I think that'll help him but The pressure from the Rams' defense, Aaron Donald being on your head top, he might send Pickett to fucking Azkaban in that game, right? He's going to be pounding Pickett all game long like his name was Mia Malkova. Enough for me not to want to start any Pickett in this game. Matthew Stafford is a start, he has yet to be a top 12 quarterback this season, but he has been a top 15 quarterback in three straight weeks, and appears to be a safer option with Cooper Cup back with the team. He hasn't turned the ball over one time over the last two games, which was a bit of a problem for him earlier on in the season, but he has yet to throw three touchdowns in a single game this season. It feels like his best game is ahead of him. Now, is it going to be this week against a Steelers defense that I still believe to be Solid, even though the last couple of weeks the Steelers defense has looked a little bit deflated. Yeah, I, I do think this is going to be just a pretty average game from Stafford, but the upside's definitely there when you got Puka and you got Cooper Cup there. And Puka kind of fucked Matthew Stafford over a little bit last week, dropping a touchdown that in most weeks Matthew Stafford and Puka Nakua connect on that. Puka catches it, but you know. The one time it happens, he drops it. Next up, we got the Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Joshua Dobbs has looked not so hot, right? This is a guy that has definitely cooled down as it got into fall. With that said, he is far from the worst quarterback in the NFL. I know entering into the season when they announced Josh Dobbs as the starter over Clayton Looney Tunes, it was like, okay, Dobbs is probably the nut low quarterback in the NFL. But he's been far from that, right? There's Max Jones starting games in the NFL. He is a fringe start worthy player this week against the Seahawks defense. But in most scenarios, I wouldn't want to play him unless I drafted two quarterbacks and both of them are on bye this week. Or if the waiver wire options are slim to none, then I think Josh Dobbs would be okay again. He's a fringe start, but in most scenarios, I don't want to play him. Geno Smith was a turnover machine last week against the Cincinnati Bengals. He had over 300 plus yards, but didn't score a single touchdown and had two picks. I expect a strong bounce back here. Arnold Schwarzenegger strong against a piss for Cardinals defense. Next up, we move to a matchup between the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love Me Tender, Love Me Sweet at Mile High and Mr. Unlimited and the Denver Broncos Jordan Love had his worst showing of the year prior to the bye week against the Raiders in prime time. Zero touchdowns, three interceptions. Bro was looking like Geno Smith last week. I will not panic, though, because every other game this season, he has been solid, rock solid, rock hard like your cock after a Viagra. So I love the matchup here against Denver. I'm not panicking. And I feel as though, with Christian Watson fully back, that helps out Love a ton. Same thing goes with Aaron Jones being fully healthy. And again, if you're a little bit worried and they were playing a great defense this week, you'd be like, okay, I get it. Maybe you want to be a little bit more cautious with Jordan Love, right? Bad game against a pretty middling Raiders defense. Coming out the bye, you know, if they're playing against a tough defense, I would get it. But they're playing the Broncos. One of if not the nut-low worst defense in the National Football League. Russell Wilson, to me, hasn't looked terrible this season. He is very gorgeous to me, obviously. He hasn't been fantastic. But I think the team's going to be playing from behind, so he's going to be throwing a lot in this one. Russ struggled against the Chiefs last week, but that's a division rivalry spot. I think he plays solid enough to potentially be a top 12 quarterback. Again, do I think Russell Wilson's the answer for the Broncos? Fuck no, baby. Do I think Sean Payton might be trying to lose every single game to get Caleb Williams? Maybe. But what I do know is that Russell Wilson will probably be good enough to start in fantasy this week. Next up, we move to the LA Chargers at the Kansas City Chiefs, a very interesting division rivalry, a o'clock game. Patrick Mahomes, it really feels like Mahomes has just been coasting all season long, right? Like he hasn't really had that quote unquote Mahomes performance where he just throws four touchdowns, right? He's just his eyes are closed. He's doing three sixties. He's throwing the ball backwards, sidearm. Cause did you know Mahomes plays baseball, played baseball, his dad played baseball? He's doing all this crazy shit, right? We haven't seen that. God had just been coasting to victory every week. They lose to the Lions, but besides that, they've been they've been fine. The team hasn't really needed Mahomes outside that game against the Lions to just go nuclear to win a game. He is yet to be a top three quarterback yet this season. I think if you drafted Mahomes, you're probably not super pissed off. But when you pay that hefty of a price, right, when you have to pay the ultimate price potentially in the early second round, in the third round, sometimes even the first round of drafts to get Mahomes— It is disappointing. Now, again, are you pissed off that you drafted him? No, but it does kind of suck when you pay up that much and the quarterback doesn't hit, which is why we talked about all offseason long that I'm not really trying to be one of the first guys to draft a quarterback. When Hurts fell to, like, the third round, I was like, okay, yeah, but Mahomes in the second, Allen in the second, it just felt a little too pretty of a penny, too pretty of a price for me. So... If there ever was a game, though, for him to have that top three dominant performance, it would be up against a Chargers defense. And then next week, he gets the Broncos. So maybe he'll be able to have a better showing there. Even though his last showing against the Broncos was pretty eh on Thursday night football last week. Next up, we move to because you waited all day for Sunday night, the Miami Dolphins at the Philadelphia Eagles. What a game this is going to be. This is the type of game... That has you snorting an eight ball before it to get that fired up. I'm going to be doing some smelling salts during this one. Woo! Like Mike McDaniel and Zach Thomas on the sideline. Man, oh man, am I excited for this as a Dolphins fan. This is the game where if the Dolphins win, Twitter will finally get off to his jockstrap about saying, he can't beat good teams, this, that, and the other thing. But I already know, once the Dolphins win, which I project them to, the Eagles wearing the Kelly Green uniforms, they're going to look cool losing, but man, oh man, I know the flag, the goalpost is going to move, right? They're going to say, oh, but the Eagles lost to, 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 to the Jets. That's what they'll say, right? What happens with the Dolphins, but, you know, to, to not get super fired up here to just talk normally about fantasy, because this isn't just notorious Miami Dolphins, this is notorious fantasy here, obviously. This game has all the makings. To be the high-scoring back-and-forth rock'em sock'em robots mashup. Tua is the quarterback three on the season, and all of the upside is here to be the quarterback one. Last week it was the quarterback three against the Panthers with 250 plus yards and three touchdowns. I get this isn't the easiest matchup on paper, right? It's not like you're going against the Broncos where they hung 70 on their head top. It's not like you're going against the Bears defense, but the Eagles defense has definitely. Let down compared to what we thought they would be. Now, again, I'm not saying they suck donkey cock or something, but they've just been a little bit of a letdown. Jalen Hurts, despite Hurts throwing three picks on Sunday in MetLife against the Jets, he was still the quarterback two on the week, which, again, just shows how bad the quarterback play was around the league last week. This week, the matchup is way better. So I personally hope Jalen Hurts does terrible, the Dolphins win, hoorah, go Dolphins. But I have to be... Very honest. These videos, there is no bias, right? Well, I might talk a little bit longer about the Dolphins because it gets me fired up. It gets my nipples erect, you know, to talk about them. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, um, I, I expect Hurts to, to go to pound town here if, if I'm keeping it a buck. Final game here, Monday Night Football, Niners at Vikings. Kirk Cousins had a down game last week up against a dog shit Bears defense last week. Cousins is barely a start. He is a fringe start. If there were more teams playing this week, right? Like, if the the Bengals were playing, Burrow's a start. Kirk Cousins is a sit. I'd play Dak Prescott over Kirk Cousins. Now, I wouldn't play Zach Wilson or Ryan Tannehill or Bryce Young, but I would play C.J. Stroud over Kirk Cousins, right? Because the Cowboys, Bengals, Titans, Jets, Panthers, Texans all on by. So, this is a tough spot for Kirk Cousins especially without Justin Jefferson. Now, this is also even tougher because this is primetime Kirk Cousins. Nick Kirk Cousins looked great in prime time against the Eagles. This is a 49ers team that just lost, which also scares me about the Dolphins playing the Eagles coming off the L. But man, I, I think the Niners are gonna, they're gonna slap them up here, Will Smith style. Brock Purdy, big cock Brock, played like shit last week again. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. He was bad against the Browns. Did it suck? Yeah, it sucked. But I wouldn't worry too much about Purdy's one-down performance. This is his first-ever loss, I believe, in the regular season. Don't panic. It's easy to predict a redemption arc here for him against the Minnesota Vikings defense. Maybe no McCaffrey, maybe no Debo. It sucks, but hey... It's against the Vikings defense, so he should be mighty fine like Margot Robbie. Thank you guys all so much for watching. If you did up enjoying, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. If you want to check out my Patreon to get an answer to any of the questions you may have, as well as my weekly rankings that should be updated either tonight or uploaded on Patreon or on Thursday in the afternoon. I love you guys all so much. That's $7.50 a month. Hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Check out any of the videos on your screen that you may not have seen already. I love you guys all so much. Thank you guys for all the support recently. I love you from deep down in the depths of my heart. Have a great one. And as always, boo